Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures. Today I'm talking to John Sullivan, aka Sully of Sully Guitars. Now, John's been on the show man, a few, quite a few years ago and I really wanted to get him back as I see he has just launched the Michael Sweet Signature Series. And as you may know, we are big fans of Michael Sweet and Striper. Michael Sweet's been on the podcast a couple of times as well, so it seemed like a good idea to get Sully back. So we talk about those uh, Michael Sweet series guitars, also a bunch of other cool things happening in Sullyland, uh, being on the cover of Guitar Player Magazine, for one, working with the uh, R&B artist Zaria, who you might remember being, a, being on TikTok and being slammed for wearing a Metallica t-shirt, and then she came back and just shredded several Metallica songs to uh, prove her credentials, that kind of stuff. It's a great interview. John's always great to talk to, and we'll jump into that interview shortly. This episode is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the Music Gear Marketplace, Reverb. I am super excited about this film. The Pedal Movie features nearly 100 interviews with people like Steve Vai, Peter Frampton, Jay Mascus, Billy Corgan, and more, including some of our Guitar Speak podcast alumni like Dweezil Zappa, Sarah Lipstate, Johnny Barmer, and Brian Wampler. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit www.thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Sully, welcome back to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, what sparked my attention is um, seeing you launch the Michael Sweet guitar. Um, he's been on this show a couple of times. As a kid, I loved Striper. Did uh, tried to jam along with the records back in uh, back in the day. All that stuff. But there's sure. there's lots of other great Sully things going on. So I thought it would be a good time to get you back and have a conversation. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It, uh, you know, the, the, the Michael, uh, working with Michael has been, uh, has been fun. And, you know, as you've shared, um, you know, me being, uh, you know, growing up being a huge fan of like Jackson guitars and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, remember the, the big ad that was, you know, success, the company you keep, and there's just, you know, all of these people and, you know, Michael's in there and he's, and, you know, he's got his, uh, his, striped roads and and you know so all of that was you know th- those guitars gosh especially on those um, on, in the striper videos and stuff like that those guitars were 
very iconic. Um, and, you know, whether you were a fan uh, or, or not, I mean, you you see something yellow and black striped and you'll either think one Eddie Van Halen. Ooh, my yep. card went flying. Or two is striper. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Regardless, like even if it's one thing that I, I learned uh, is it doesn't even have to be stripes. If it's yellow and black, <laughs> someone immediately is going to say somebody in striper should play that guitar. Um, and so uh, now somebody in striper does play selling guitars. So that's cool. That's super <laughs> cool. That's awesome, man. How how does that happen then? There's a bunch of great signature artists too, which we could perhaps talk about too. But who? Um, how does this connection happen with you? How do you start talking to Michael? Sure. I, I These kinds of things in my experience has always been um, – friends of friends network kind of connections. It's never been, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily reach out to people and say, Hey, why don't you check out my guitars? Um, for a few reasons, but it, I, I don't think any of the higher profile clients that I've had have ever come that way. So, um, in the beginning of 2020, so I'll, I'll say probably it was just after Nam. um, Wow, that's a new record. So I, it's, uh, I think it's the, this is the shortest time I've been on a podcast and worked Nam into a, <laughs> into a story. So woo, everybody, if, you, if you've got the Sully podcast bingo card going, check that off. Um, <laughs> go first. Uh, so it was probably about late February or so. And uh, I was contacted by uh, a couple of people who uh, we also that we had mutual contacts through, um, and it, it was funny because it was the, the same exact conversation. You know, one it was a you know, what, it was a morning in February. My phone rings. Um, like many people, I don't generally answer my phone if I don't recognize the number, uh -huh. um, and that number kept calling. I'm like, all right, hello, and uh, and so the. Uh, guy, uh, Jason was a friend of Michael's. He said, you know, Hey, um, you know, we know each other, you know, we've, we've met and we know each other. I'm like, yes, of course. And, uh, he said, so a friend of mine uh, is a high profile artist and he's been with a major manufacturer for a while and is looking for other options. And would that be something that you're interested in? And well, sure certainly happy to have a conversation with somebody um, because, you know, I mean, it, it, best case scenario, it, it, you, you forge ahead and work together. Worst case scenario, you don't. And it's, that's, that's okay. Um, so I said, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and it said, uh, well, it's Michael Sweet. I'm like, all right, well, you can give him my number and, and uh, we'll go from there. And then about 15 minutes later, my phone rang and it was uh, Adam from FU Tone. And he said, Sully, I want to bounce an idea off of you. I said, okay. <laughs> now, I've got a, a friend, a legendary artist, um, played iconic guitars. He's with a major manufacturer. He's looking for other options. And I started <laughs> laughing. And, and, and I said, is, is it Michael Sweet? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, because of like, you know, because if yes, then ha ha ha, you know, I'm, I'm clairvoyant. Um, and if not, then I'm having a really good morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I said, and, you know, I'm laughing like, is it Michael Sweet? And he's like, well, yeah, how'd you know? And I'm like, because I just had this conversation about 15 minutes ago, by all means, 
um, you know, give them my info and, and have them uh, get in touch. We're more than happy to talk to them. And so uh, a little while later, Michael text had got in touch and it was one of those um, rare moments that are very convenient when uh, I actually have a, a guitar or two that I can send someone to check out um, because I think that's important. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it, it doesn't always happen that way, but, but uh, it, it, this, you know, things lined up and I said, well, okay, so I've got, um, I've got a, a 71 Trello, which is a custom. And I've also got a, a 71 Starling, which is part of the conspiracy series or production line, which is made in Korea. And, you know, cause as we were talking, um, you know, the idea is, uh, much like what he's done previously is we would do a, a production import line, um, a signature model, as well as, um, you know, maybe do a, a small batch of customs. And I said, well, okay, cool. Good news. I've got a custom. I've got a conspiracy series guitar. Let me just send these to you to check out. Um, if you like them, great. We can, you know, figure something out. And if it's not for you, no problem. Thanks for checking stuff out. And uh, so I sent the guitars out. And it was right actually when um, they were recording uh, the most recent album, um, even the devil believes. So uh, I, I believe that uh, those, either one or both of those guitars were used to some extent on that album, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he came back and he's like, yeah, you know, um, would love to to work with you. And, you know, he, he did his research. And, you know, I, I also am sure that I was not the only person that he was speaking with because, you know... Um, if someone's looking for options, uh, you know, go and check out some other things. And um, I think one of the things that he liked, and I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so, because I think he's said something along these lines, is that um, the the guitars that he had played were had a very similar uh, feel and maybe spirit about them as the jacksons that he played in in stripers you know earlier formative years and maybe not so formative years um so that's cool and that that's that's really nice um and that's that's not a huge surprise for me because sure. um well uh you know that's that's not a huge surprise for me because <laughs> that's you know a lot that that's those are the guitars that i love you know jacksons and charvels and stuff yes, and yeah. um to to so so that makes sense um, and, uh, then, so this was probably late, mid, late May of, of 2020. And he said, okay, well, let's make a guitar. I said, all right. And we, we, uh, we agreed on a shape. Um, and, uh, I, I said, well, you know, let me ask you this. Um, is it, is it cool if I try and come up with my own stripe pattern? He's like, yeah. Sweet. Nice. Um, oh, oh there's, a, there's a pun. There we go. Um, so, Second uh, uh, Sully podcast bingo card tick. Right, 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 right. Um, and so, you know, I didn't really have any ideas at the time. I was working on uh, something else. But so we decided that it would be the Revolution model, um, which is a, you know, a pointy V. Um, and we talked about a few things, what we would like to have on it. And... Um, and we went from there. 
So uh, I was working on another revolution um, at the time. Uh, and, you know, uh, the, the idea just kind of struck me. I'm like, I, I was listening to Prince and um, I do that a lot. And one of the things that I've noted is that things tend to go really well in the shop when I'm listening to Prince. Nothing bad ever happens when I'm listening to <laughs> Prince. So I guess one could ask, well, why don't you constantly listen to Prince? Um, cause I guess you have to have the yin and yang kids. Uh, so I was listening to Prince and the song seven was on and that's just such a great song. And I thought, well, huh, I'm, I'm working on this revolution, which is a symmetrical pointy V. And I'm like, why don't we sevens? And so we take, why don't I like invert some sevens? and kind of stagger them and then mirror it. So you've got, so we, we've got a couple of things. We've got a stripe pattern that uh, hasn't been used uh, for one of his guitars up to this point, which is great. Um, so we, we've got that. And then, uh, you know, if you look close enough, you'll see some sevens and that kind of ties uh, in cool. with, you know, with, with, uh, with, with, with the motif. Yes. That's great. Um, but so, you know, and I just laid out, um, I just had, uh, you know, just brown uh, binding tape and I'm just laying it out on this body. And, and you know, I took a picture and sent it to him. And the, the one thing that can be challenging um, for me as a, as a, a designer, um, I know what it looks like in my head. Just like if you get an idea for a song, like, you know, when, when I was very active in, in songwriting and that sort of thing, you get an idea and I'm like, I can hear the drums. I know what the bass sounds. I, I know what this sounds like. So like, I know what this looks like, but the reality is I'm sending a picture of an unpainted revolution that has like brown tape on it. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope this makes sense, but here's what I'm going for. And I yeah. hope that you can see this too. And um, thankfully uh, it was like, yeah, dude, that's, that's rad. So I'm like, that's, that is rad. Let's now we've got a, we've got a decision. So that's even greater. Um, so then it was a you know, big, uh, we got the guitar done very quickly. Um, you know, speaking of the, the Luthierist podcast, my, my good friend, Doug Cower, um, was nice enough to, uh, to do the paintwork for me because he's got the, the UV booth and he can, you know, knock it out quickly because, we were on a very uh, tight time schedule because I had to get it to Michael uh, in time for photo shoots and videos. Mm -hmm. So um, we had a little bit over a month to do that. And then so, but you know, we got it done. And so that was the first guitar. Um, and uh, we're going to do a couple more that uh, one, I know what it is and, and I'm not prepared to share that yet. Uh, and then we'll do another shape, but we're going to do like a series of, of, kind of signature models for him. So that'll, that'll be cool. And I think that'll be um, a little different from what he's done in the past, which uh, I am a fan of, of doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But so then we've got, uh, we, we did the custom and then um, the conspiracy series version of that. I mean, it's the same CAD files. Like the neck is the same. It is, um, it, you know, it's the closest thing that you're going to get to the guitar that he actually plays without me actually making you one. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's great. And uh, we're, you know, kind of working out the specs and um, 
You know, I, I know that it's common with uh, artist signature models from major manufacturers to maybe not necessarily uh, use all the same hardware and pickups and stuff, uh, maybe for the most part. Um, many do, uh, yeah, of course, but, you know, it's not all that uncommon to, you know, well, it's like a, we'll make the shape and it'll look like it, but we'll maybe put, uh, you know, a lower priced pickup or, you know, a licensed trim or something like that. But these, um, these guitars, they'll have uh, the Fluence, the Fishman Fluence modern pickups, just like the guitars that are, the, the pickups that are in his guitar. Um, it'll have the, a tremolo from FU Tone, um, which is, you know, up, upgraded and will have, you know, a big, big brass block and all of the upgrades that FU Tone does on their stuff um, comes with a hard shell case with his signature on it. And, you know, so I, I it's a, it's, it's priced a little higher than what um, his signature models have been priced in the past. Um, but I think we make up for it by uh, the feature comparison and also um the guitars are manufactured in a different country. Um, and I'm not saying one over another, but generally speaking, there is a pricing tier uh, that's kind of based on the country of manufacture, um, if that makes sense. Generally, guitars that are made in Japan are, are the, the most expensive of the Asian uh, made guitars. And then you get Korea, which is where these are made, and then goes in Indonesia and China. Sure. Um, so there's a little bit of that too, but the the nice thing is that um, you know it's it's a uh, loaded with features and you know so Sounds it's, awesome, it's uh, we're we're happy about it. So um, those should be here, uh, you know, um, well later in the year. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's so <laughs> you know, shipping schedules. Yeah, shipping schedules and and production timelines being what they have been because of 2020. Um, being 2020 of course, still impacting of course, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hey, with, that's the, that's the the story with, with Michael. That's really cool, man. With specs, was there much back and forth between you and Michael or did he have, he, did he have a firm idea of what he's used and what he likes and that sort of thing? <clears throat> uh, you know, he's pretty flexible with that stuff. Um, you know, like, like for example, um, the signature model has stainless steel frets on it mm -hmm. because that is in line with what I do on all of the other models, okay. um, on my customs and on the conspiracy series guitars. And also from a, um, features, uh, from a feature standpoint, um, it, you know, it, it, stainless steel frets are, can be a little more desirable, generally speaking. Um, Michael on his custom prefers nickel. So that's, that's what's on his. Um, uh, other than that, you know, when we were discussing, um, you know, like pickups, um, we were kicking around a few options, but it was really important to me to, uh, to try and make it as close as I could to the guitar that I made for him. Um, and so, you know, I worked out something with, uh, with the, the fine people at Fishman and, um, you know, we were able to make that happen. So uh, that was kind of a, a, a last minute thing before I got the order, you know, not, not before the order piss, but before we went live with pre-orders. Um, but so, you know, we were both really happy about that. So yeah, cool. um, 
But yeah, no, he's, he's very, very easy going as far as that stuff goes. Sure. Did he know about your relationship with Grover Jackson? Because as you mentioned earlier, this, uh, this connection, but I thought it was a very cool synergy knowing how much you love Grover and that you've actually worked with him. And of course, those early Striper guitars were Jackson's and even his later ones, um, he was playing with Washburn. Uh, of course, Grover Jackson did some work with Washburn and had a hand in some of those those guitars too. So there's a some nice uh, connections here. Did you guys talk about Grover? Much? Yeah, um, you know, I I I don't remember. It's it's possible. Um, you know, when we were having earlier conversations about stuff, um, just so he could kind of get an idea of where you know, where kind of I'm coming from, from a, you know, how does it play kind of uh, standpoint. Um, I, I, I believe that we probably talked about it um, at, at one point or another, but um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know that I remember specifically, Sure, but sure. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, mo- most people kind of, if they have more than a casual kind of uh, awareness of, of what I do, they, you know, they, they are pretty aware of, of the connection that uh, Mr. J and I have. I hope you are enjoying today's interview. Now, this podcast is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the music gear Mark Place Reverb. Now, you know we love guitar pedals here on the Guitar Speak podcast, and we're super excited on the release of this film. The Pedal Movie explores how effects pedals and their builders have shaped modern music and guitar playing over time, from the fuzz pedal experiments of the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix, through the shoegaze and indie rock of the 90s, and up to the modern day use of effects. Reverb also speaks with builders and leaders from more than 50 pedal brands to answer the big question, how did guitar pedals get so big? Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play and Vudu. For more info, check out thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by master guitar teacher Joe Elliott. Now, I was a beta tester for the course, and as a music educator myself, I was very impressed by the logical layout and format of the course. Heavyweight guitarists such as Brett Garsett and Greg Koch have also endorsed the program, so check it out at www.fretboardbiology.com. Okay, back to our interview. Can we jump on a few other things? You've recently moved into uh, your own building space after building these incredible guitars out of your garage for years and years. Tell me about that. I did. Um, yeah, I moved in uh, to a, uh, a proper facility um, on May 1st. And it, it all kind of just happened um one day this past march uh mrs sully and i were out driving and there was this uh this building it was like an industrial building um that whenever i would drive past that i would imagine like oh yeah it'd be kind of cool to have you know something like that would be like you know sully hq but you know um i never looked into it because i'm never really in a uh never in a hurry to um, add things like overhead costs, <laughs> you know, to, to what it is that I'm doing. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, I was able to get a lot done in the garage for 12 years. 
um, yeah, maybe a little longer, but um, it, it was one of these things that is, and I was driving home that morning and, and I was, we're, she and I were just kind of talking and, you know, kind of daydreaming and, um, you know, the, the dream would be to have uh, our house be on a spot where there's some land and, you know, be able to build a, you know, a, a proper shop on, on land that you already own. I'm like, that's, that's, that's a dream. That still absolutely is. But, um, and, and I thought, you know what, Let, let's, let's just look. Why don't I just look and see what's available see what's out there. And I found this place that was five to 10 minutes from my house um, that I thought would be a great fit. And it was a little bit more, you know, I, I, I it worked out to be a little bit more than I was comfortable biting off per month. Um, but uh, then uh, I was looking, continuing to look. And then I found this place that was about 20, it's about 15 miles, like about 20 minutes from my house. And uh, I went out there and it's, um, you know, an industrial complex. Uh, it's, it's primarily steel buildings. And, um, but the thing, one of the things that I really liked about the location is it's in a very rural area. Um, the road that it's on, it's, there's, it's not a busy street. It's, it's, uh, and pretty much everything surrounding where it is right now is kind of like ranch land. So there's cows, there are horses, like, right. Like my neighbors are horses. My neighbors are literally (laughs) horses. And, and, you know, when I drive out there, it's very much like, even though it's, you know, 20 minutes away, it's very much like going to a very different place. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, you know, went out there, checked it out and I'm like, ah, this feels really, I, I think this is, it was less than the place that was much closer to me and had, you know, more things included. And, um, so I, uh, I, I pulled the trigger and, um, but, you know, it, it was funny once that, I was having that conversation with Mrs. Sully in March. It really just flipped a switch. Like I, I got to get out of the, out of the garage. Cause you know, in, in July of 2019, I got a CNC machine and while it's not, uh, it, it's got a much, I mean, it's got a good size footprint. Um, and it was in a, you know, I was able to kind of get it in a space in the garage that, you know, wasn't, you know, it, it was organized as well as I was going to get it, but it just, with all the fixtures and the other things that I needed to swap out. And, you know, it, it just, it just became way too difficult to really get stuff done in there um, safely. And I am also uh, the type of person that if it's, I'm not a, I'm not a neat freak. Otherwise I would do a much better job of cleaning up as I go. But uh, once kind of clutter gets to a certain point, it kind of stresses me out and I just don't want to be in there. So I was kind of dealing with some of that. So um, it really, you know, seemed like the right thing to do. So um, we got uh, everything out uh, on the, on on May 1st and it's all over. Well, for the most part, there's, there's still some stuff um, here. Um, I, I didn't move all of the guitars that were in progress and I still have like some wood and stuff here. Um, I wanted to move things over kind of bit by bit because I do have quite a bit of a backlog. And if I just take a couple of bodies and a couple of necks, 
those are the only things I can work on that day. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, I'm just going to run a batch of fretboards on the CNC. Do you need fretboards right now? So, well, no, but I'm gonna, yes. <laughs> but do you need them right now? No. What do you need to do right now? So what do you think you should do right now? Go sand that neck over there. Yes. Good job. So those are the, those are the uh, conversations that I have with myself. So um, yeah, so I've, I've been in there for gosh, a little over a month now. Um, I don't have it set up to like, it doesn't feel remotely close to like, yeah, this is, this is like the greatest layout and this is how everything needs to be. Um, but um you know, I am a believer in that it thinks it doesn't have to be perfect. Just it has to exist and refine as you go. Yeah, so yeah. that's what, uh, that's what I'm doing. So it's, um, you know, there's a couple of offices in there and, and it's uh, warehouse space and, you know, one office, I've got two desks. One is like a computer desk that I do, you know, computering on. And then the other desk is, uh, is larger and that's kind of like the setup assembly and setup and stuff like that because um I, I needed to have that be in a clean area so uh we close the doors and keep those doors closed because it's also air conditioned and that's nice um yeah that's so uh up, and, and then there's awesome. you know another office and that's what oh that must be awesome air what? conditioning oh I, I lost you a little bit there that must be awesome having air conditioning it is it's a it's an exciting change um <laughs> You know, being in the garage uh, for as long as I was um, yeah. in the summer months when it gets really hot here, um, I could really only be in the garage for, for so long at a time. And then I, I could feel my hands kind of getting a little tight. I'm like, oh, I'm getting dehydrated. Um, and, and usually around two or three in the afternoon, I would come in the house and I would lay on the tile floor in the kitchen like my dog. <laughs> we would both just lay there. And I'm like, buddy, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, and so the nice thing is that um, while the warehouse like shop space isn't air conditioned, um, everything is very insulated in there. So, you know, today it's in the 90s. Um, it wasn't bad in there today at all. And, you know, so even... It, it, at that temperature with no air conditioning, it's much better than what it was in the garage. So, but, but yeah, to have, you know, air conditioning in, in any of the rooms. Oh, it's so wonderful. Very cool. So that is, that is great. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm super happy for you. That's, that's really, really cool. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, it is exciting and uh, also scary, but you know, um, that's kind of the way things have to go. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, um, can we talk about another, uh, Sully artist Zaria, who sure. uh, came on on board with you guys, I guess at the the turn of the year. I love this story. Do you want to do you want to give us the background yeah. on how you found out about her? Sure. So um, I found out about Zaria. So for those of you playing along at home, um, you may know Zaria as the girl on TikTok who was wearing a Metallica shirt and got the whole gatekeeping name three songs. And she's like, how about I play him on guitar for you? <laughs> um, and so I found Banksy, go lay down. Banks, go lay down. Um, Banksy is also very interested in podcasting. Yeah, um, he's yeah. a good boy, but he does need to go lay down. Um, 
So one of uh, another Sully artist, um, Pascual Romero, uh, he had seen this this whole thing unfold and had shared a, a link on his social media, like the, you know, the day it kind of happened and said something, you know, like, you know, hey, she should be a Sully artist. And so I looked at, you know, the, uh, you know, looked and saw what was going on. And I'm like, yeah, she should. Because, I mean, I, I that's, um, I, I think it's great because it's, uh, you know, you, you can't, really I, I i loved it on many levels um one specifically of just you know shutting someone down without uh being rude or whatever yeah. uh and having a sense of humor and a little tongue-in-cheek and a little a little little sneer about it um those are all things that i can really appreciate and um you know i i've said you know in in interviews and, and whatnot for quite some time that, um, you know, the 51% of the population is very underserved in the guitar market. And, um, so let's, let's fix that. And, uh, so, you know, I, I, I got in touch with her, um, but also, uh, Pasquale did too. And he was able to get in touch with her before I did. And, uh, because quite frankly, um, I knew that I mean, it had already kind of blown up because Loudwire had shared the story and it was, it was, it was blowing up, but not at the peak of its blowing up -edness. And I knew that it was a matter of time before Metallica saw it. And yep. I knew that it would be like a matter of time, maybe before ESP would hit her up. So, You're right, um, right. so he, uh, he was able to get in touch with her and said like, are you talking to any guitar companies yet? And she's like, Nope. And I'm like, uh, and, and so then we had a conversation. Um, and here's the thing. Um, you know, she has an R and B career. Um, she's, you know, primarily a vocalist and you know, she's good. She's, she's really good at what she does. And the thing that I really liked about it uh, was that she already had something going on, but she had these, these roots where she, you know, played guitar and grew up listening to metal and, yeah, and, yeah. and that sort of thing and wanted to incorporate that into what she was doing. So yes, it's one thing to uh, be there at a time where someone is kind of blown up and then you get in touch and like, Hey, this person, this, you know, person that's viral, they have a selling guitar sure that works on one level, but the, the thing that made more sense to me was that what she wanted to do in the future, because, you know, this is a 15 minute thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, and, and sure people will always, you know, remember, Oh yeah. Remember that time she, you know, got a hard time for wearing, you know, Metallica shirt. And, um, but you know, she's an artist of, of her own merit and deserves people's attention. And, um, you know, one of the things that I really appreciated um, and, and Pasquale kind of getting her in, connecting us, um, when he and I were speaking about it, I said, well, one of the things that he likes about being a Sally artist is that we have a diverse roster and that is very true. Um, and, and it's nice to hear that from someone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because it's, I know it's something that's important to me. Yep. Um, 
and uh, it, and 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 so that was it, it worked out well. Um, so I it, it just much like with Michael, it's like you know um, I see the guitars that you've got. Um, this will probably you know this will fit in, and at the, at the same like the same day that I sent her a guitar to try out, she just bought uh, a Jackson. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you like that, you know, uh, so, um, I'm like, here's what I got available. And again, this is one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to send it out for you to check out. If you like it, you know, if, if, if it's not for you, it's totally cool. There's a return label and the box. You can just put it in there, take it to FedEx. Uh, all good. Thanks for, thanks for checking it out. Um, but you know, uh, she loved the guitar. She's like, I paid extra to have this Jackson set up and the Sully, it, it, I love it much, much more. So that's nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she's got a, a single out, um, uh, for a song called Ignition and, um, you know, she's, it's R and B, but it's got, a like a rock guitar solo in it and, you know, and it's, and it's cool. And so, um, yeah, I mean, as, as cool as it is to, to catch, you know, a little bit of synergy with someone that's got a bit of a high profile, um, at the moment, it's really nice to have something, um, to, to work together long-term. Yeah. Nice. I think, I think it fits, uh, musically in your wheelhouse as well, being a huge Prince fan, that the idea of, that you have blazing guitar over a really accessible <laughs> R&B or pop tune. That's, that's cool, man. Sure, sure, and you know, I, I, I mean, obviously that there's a there's a, a connection there, um, and, and you know, so that that's nice when that happens too. But you know, primarily, it's just like if somebody's got something going on that I can see something in um, that I, you know, uh, it, it doesn't. It, it, somebody's got something going on, and and I kind of I can see a point where I'm like, yeah, this might be a good fit. You know, it's it's really nice when that yeah. stuff happens because uh, a lot of times, um, you know, the the whole finding artists thing, finding the right artists to work with is a challenge. Um, and then there are also some challenges on my end too because I don't always have stuff on hand uh, to send people to check out, and you know, I. I uh, might have a profile level at a certain, you know, at a certain level um, where I may not be completely unknown. Um, but on the other hand, it's still just me working on this stuff. So I don't have a whole bunch of employees and, you know, so it's, 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 uh, there, there can be some challenges. So it's, it's really nice when, um, when things work out. Yeah. Awesome. Last, um, <clears throat> Pardon me. Last area I wanted to ask you about was um, talk us through seeing your guitar on the cover of Guitar Player magazine, as happened with oh. Stevie D. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a, a couple years, uh, a few years ago. Um, mm. Since we know, spoke a um, while ago, yeah, yeah, it was uh, that, that was. Gosh, so we started. Stevie and I started working together in June of. 2017 and you know talking about um earlier about when you you mentioned well how did the michael sweet thing and this was it was just a networking kind of like i know and and so the stevie thing came from a guitar i made for nikki six and um 
you know, Nikki had some guitars. He had one of mine over there and Stevie came over and checked it out. He's like, well, this is really cool. I really like it. And so, you know, whatever. Uh, so then we started working together and um, it was summer of, gosh, maybe it was summer of 2018. No, summer 2017. Oh, it's a blur. Um, uh, Stevie called me and, uh, he was very excited because this was going to happen, um, you know, with the, the, the cover and, uh, it was a shared cover with, uh, with Rich Ward and, oh gosh, a gentleman named Ryan. I don't remember. Sorry, Ryan. Um, and, uh, you know, we had plans to do, um, a 71 Trella with, um, a stylized or a, a color variant of the Chicago flag, um, which is a place where both Stevie and I are from. So we had that kind of commonality. And, uh, and so um, we got the guitar done and, um, you know, uh, it, and they did the photo shoot. And he, I remember he sent me uh, a picture from the photo shoot that I, I just, that I just love. Um, and I don't think I've shared it because it was, I mean, he hasn't, so I'm not going to either, but um it, it was really cool. And then, uh, but you know, so this was in like September um, and the cover didn't, you know, it didn't happen until uh, it was a January issue of guitar player. Um, so that came out in December. So, you know, had, had a few months waiting and um, it was funny cause you know, people who have a magazine subscription, they get it before it hits the newsstands. So I didn't have a subscription. But uh, I had a couple, you know, had some people like, dude, the, wh what? What the hell? Because I'm not talking about it because, yeah. you know, but I know this is happening. Um, and uh, I, I, I found, you know, December 15th, uh, it, it hit the, the news stands and I went to um, I went to the mall and I went to the bookstore in the mall and they had. 10 copies um, I bought every single one of them <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I took it up to the counter and, uh, the, the person at the counter said like, are, are you in the magazine? I'm like, no, but I built that guitar. <laughs> and so the lady, she's like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I'm like, Oh my God, I did. <laughs> and, um, so, best. uh, and then there was another bookstore a few miles away. So I drove over there and they had five copies of it. So I bought all. <laughs> um <laughs> so and you know i sent one to my mom and, and i i sent one to my dad and and you know and all that um uh it's nuts to answer your question it, it's nuts um it is um a huge thrill um and uh one that you know i certainly wouldn't mind it happening again um <laughs> But, uh, but no, it's, it was, uh, it was, it's quite a thrill. It was, you know, was the whole, you know, like hearing your song on the radio kind of thing, you know? Mm. Um, and I remember, you know, and actually now I think about it, it was a January, so January, uh, episode, January issue. And uh, here we go, kids, get your bingo card. As I was coming back from Nam and I'm walking <laughs> through the airport, you know, there's, there's that guitar player magazine. I didn't buy any of them. I figured I would save some for some people to purchase, but it was, <laughs> it was hard not to just buy all of them. But yeah, I, and yeah. I know it's, it's a silly kind of thing. Um, we would but, all be uh, buying was, all of them. 
<laughs> you know, any of us on the cover would buy every single one. We yeah. get it, man. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, um, the, the world in media has changed a lot over the decades, but there still is something to seeing, you know, a guitar that I built, um, not only on the cover, but like a couple of pages in, like Stevie and Josh were in yeah, a, yeah. Uh, an ad for... Um, Big hog cables and he's playing like a different Sully. And I'm like, oh that's so cool. And but you know, and then the, <laughs> the guitar is like in 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 that magazine a few times. Um Stevie was in uh Guitar Player magazine a few months later. Um and uh you know he's got his his conspiracy series 71 SD signature model in the article. So it's um it's a huge thrill and I and I very very grateful for Stevie uh, for for doing that because um, he's got a million guitars and um, you know I, I think it was important for him to you know to kind of if he was going to have that kind of an opportunity to be on the cover to kind of um, have a guitar that was a little different and uh, and 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 gosh I, I really 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 appreciate it and also. Um, finally, one of the things that was, was a nice kind of added bonus is the way that the cover was laid out. Um, you know, the and where Stevie was in that photo, you know, like he doesn't have any words over him. There's no like a sub- subscription label yeah, or anything yep, over yep. it. You know, and like there's the Sully logo. I mean, like you can see it really well. And that was, um, gosh, I really, really appreciate that. Um, that was, uh, I, I am, uh, very, very grateful to Stevie for doing that and uh, to Mr. Six for making that connection. Yeah, cool. Awesome, man. Sully, that's yeah. awesome news. Man, I was, yeah, and any fans of your work were super stoked for you um, seeing that that magazine cover. Is there anything else going on in Sully land that we should know about before we wrap up? Well, gosh, man, I, I you know, I don't know. Um, there's always, there's always like a thousand things going on. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the future and, and, you know, what future conspiracy theory models are going to happen and, you know, customs and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I'm always thinking of things of that nature. Um, right now I'm just, uh, my biggest focus is to get through more of my custom backlog uh, and to get the NAM guitars for 2022 built. Um, and because uh, the one thing that is going to be different is that uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Grover finally was able to uh, move back home to Tennessee. Oh, wow. And because when I would go to NAM, um, his shop was kind of my second home. Mm-hmm. And I, if I didn't necessarily have all of the guitars completely finished and set up or wired or whatever, it was fine. I would just bring them with me, get there early and go, you know, finish them at a shop. And um, it's a little bittersweet because I, I, I loved that place dearly, but I'm glad that I, I have a place of my own now. But it also um, it's up to me to uh, make sure I, I, you know, get it together and, sure. you know, be more organized and to get everything done before we have to go and, and that sort of thing. But uh, sure, yeah, man, I'm just, you know just trying to get through all of this and get settled into the shop. And, and um, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully 
sometime, but hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have uh, at least a part-time, you know, Sully employee. That would be, that would be great. Wow, so uh, cool. fingers crossed. Nice. Well, man, Sully, thank you so much. It's really cool to mm-hmm. hear from you and hear all your news. And um, yeah, we, you, we're big fans here at the Guitar Speak podcast. So thanks for uh, thank thanks you. for joining us. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Good to speak with you again. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Now, this podcast was brought to you by The Pedal Movie, the feature-length film all about effects pedals created by Reverb. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit thepedalmovie.com. The show was also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by ex-head of guitar at GIT, Joe Elliott. Check out fretboardbiology.com for more information. Alrighty then, you have been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and as the legendary German rocker Michael Schenker once told me, Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.